What's up? What's up, everybody? How are you? Welcome to <laughs> a real talk. I'm going to bring in other autism moms that we're about to turn up this conversation um, because it's time to have a conversation about parents of those with disabilities that are continuously judged about our level of advocacy and why we hold people accountable to service our children who, um, by law, uh, deserve equity, just like any other person in this world. So I'm going to bring on the ladies um, and my fellow co-host, uh, Moni um, from Mombacate Mob and the homegirls from MAD, because these ladies are the real deal. What's up? What up, ladies? What up? What up? Hey, ladies. <laughs> How are we doing over here? I got a lot to say. <laughs> I'm smiling, but it ain't funny. Yeah, I have I'm a lot ready. to say, and I pray that I'm going to get through it because I have a child on the verge of a breakdown, but I mm -hmm. want him to break down because I want these people to understand what we go through. But I'm going to mute my mic while you ladies talk, and when I get ready to talk, I'll take it off mute. Okay. So, Ms. Danny, let's start with you. Because... <laughs> Moni, I don't know if you missed her live, but you had to see her live today. It reminded me of you. I was like, Moni needed to see this live because I was like, y'all three together will be some major disruption. So tell us about what triggered you today um, and why we're having this conversation about judging parents. Okay. So triggered is the perfect word because I definitely was. So... I mean, since the pandemic has started in the first place, I feel like there's been this, you know, all other parents versus special needs parent. And I feel like people are making it a competition when a parent is a parent, granted, maybe I'm biased, maybe just a little bit, but I do know for a fact that special needs parents do, It's a, it just hits differently. It's a whole nother ball game and I'm not here. Like I just keep on telling people, you can't compete where you can't even compare it. You're not going to do it with me. Just, you just might as well just keep your peace. But anyway, back to today. Um, so the other day there was a young lady who made this post and she's, she was saying that, you know, Boston public schools, parents are struggling, LOL. Like she thought it was the most hilarious thing. So I commented and I said, I bet you do think it was funny. And that's all I said. Um, and then she said, oh, well, that's all I see on my feed. And I'm like, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to disregard you. Who cares? But then today she said the post, I don't even know what made me because I wasn't on Facebook all day. As soon as I get on, that's the first thing I see. And it says, you special need parents need to calm down and stop jumping on people's posts because it's not always about you. It's not it's not our fault that there's something wrong. And she says she made a really sly remark and I just lost it. I absolutely lost it because, you know, it's already difficult as is. And all I ever try to do is bring education. And anyone who knows me, it's always educate. I'm never trying to belittle anyone, make anyone feel bad. But what you're not going to do, you're not going to be bullying parents. And I, I looked at it like discrimination. I felt isolated. I felt mm -hmm. already way set apart. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're not mm -hmm. doing this. Like, this is, I, I went off in that video. I'm usually very 
very quiet, very to myself. I don't really say anything other than what I have to do, but people are in trouble now because now I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep reposting. I'm going to keep saying what I have to say because nothing is getting done. Like how dare you stand there and say that, you know what, you people are, you people are just complaining. School just started. You're not even trying. What do you mean? I'm not trying. I sat there for five minutes and Papa Bear, who's my five-year-old on the spectrum, couldn't do it. He, he just couldn't. I don't, you know, they want me to force him to do the work, but it's, not working. Okay, we're, not trying, not Hold okay. up. we're not trying, right? <laughs> but we've only been emailing for months and saying, yes. hey, what's the plan? Hey, uh, what site we're going to use? Hey, who's yes. my child teacher? Hey, yes. hey, hey, hey. But we haven't been trying because I know my inbox um, literally up until two weeks, a week before school that I have to say, uh, listen, I've been patient. I've been very patient and I'm understanding that we're in a pandemic and I know that you guys are working behind the scenes. I get it. I said, but I'm going to need you guys to let me know who my son's teachers are. Mm -hmm. All these, you know, forums you guys are hosting and seeing that there's this website you're going to use. Right. Somebody tell me the credentials for those websites. Oh, better right. yet. Can I get a video to learn how to exactly. use that website? I've only, I've only I've only politely been asking for weeks. Can I ask a question? Where do y'all live and how old are your kids? Okay, so I live, I'm in Dorchester. I'm sorry. Tell us a little bit about you guys because we just dived in because <laughs> around here, okay? So Danny, he said, I'm going to tell us a little bit about you guys. I know that you guys have a podcast. Um, I know that you guys do a lot of work. I know Cinnamon is going to come here with a different perspective because she's a homeschooling autism mom. And that's pretty dope because that doesn't really happen around these parts. And so tell us a little bit about you guys. Um, and, and yeah, let us know what's up. So <laughs> my older son is only five. I live in Dorchester. Uh, he's five. He's moderate to severe on the spectrum. He's nonverbal. He just needs a lot of support. I mean, for crying out loud, he was an ABA, I think five, all five days of the week, because that's how much support he needs. So you can only imagine the hell I've been through over the last several months because they want to do it over Zoom, which I'm just like, it doesn't exist in his head. Mm -hmm. um, then I have a three-year-old who is not on the spectrum, but is developmentally delayed. And I have a 10-month-old. So by default, I'm already Ooh. nuts. I'm already ready to fight at all. Well, I think we need to talk later because I think you need to apply for Metco for your older job. Okay. Oh, we're going to get into that, girl. Right, because I fought Metco for a year for discriminating against our disabled baby. So now they letting you in. And if you have any problems, you talk to me because I know who to talk to. And I have the uh, policy from the Department of Education that they cannot no longer discriminate. Against our baby, because yes. for forty years, Metco has not had one special needs buff. Wow. My daughter's six. She's nonverbal, um, moderately autistic. She does have eighty words on her speech device. Um, mostly fun. It's funny because they don't talk. They think they're like people think they're stupid. Yeah. And they're not. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot going on there. I feel like if she talked, it would be a whole different situation. But she doesn't. 
So we have to work in that framework. But for me, I feel like I have, because you nice, I'm not. I am not nice, and I will clap back in a heartbeat. I had to get away from these neurotypical parents. Like, I just had to separate myself from neurotypical parents. I even had to separate myself from my friends with grown-ass children who had an opinion about what the hell I was doing, right? To tell me, stop hovering. Let her be. Oh, yeah. I'm like, she yeah. has no freaking sense of danger. So when she does a header off yeah. that park structure, what the hell are you going to do? Say sorry and call 911? Exactly. I know my child. I, there ain't no non-hovering. Sorry. You know what I mean? There's no, don't tell me what to do when you ain't walked an inch in my shoes. Not an inch. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you sit at that first IEP, and they bulldozing you because you know you don't know shit. They know you don't know shit. And they playing on the fact that you don't know shit. And they're right. like, well, she only needs a half an hour of speech. She don't talk. How the hell does she only need a half? She don't have one freaking word. But right. you tell me, well, she ain't got it this far. There's one-year-olds that got more words than my child. And you telling me she only yeah. needs a half an hour. So I knew my ass didn't know where the fuck I was going. So I found me an advocate, right? Well, I do. He only charged me $175. I was like, I got you, right? Let me pay it in payments. Even so, he's like, I, I do it for my sisters. I was like, damn, okay? That man didn't say much. But their whole tone to me was totally different because his ass was sitting there. And he said, advocate. Now, all of a sudden, I don't have to take your little half an hour speech. Okay? Now they're offering two out. And then, girl, I rejected everything but the preschool placement. Rejected it. And then um, I was about to go to the hearing because I was like, but then they lied. Like, both of us lied. So, yeah. what they gave me in the meeting, they tended to pad it a little more. Before that hearing, like all of a sudden it's an hour speech. Well, wait a minute, you said it was a half an hour, but that ain't what they wrote on the paper before we go in the court or this hearing or whatever. But I ended up putting her in the autism center. So she goes to an autism center five days a week. But this is the thing, my I had the shitty insurance. I ain't had the blue cross blue shield. So I had to fight my insurance company to pay for the autism center. I had to contact the Massachusetts Insurance Commission because they're not supposed to deny <laughs> autism insurance. You know what I'm saying? I had to cuss people out. I had to put on the phone. Like, neurotypical parents don't know how much advocacy goes into day-to-day life. You know how long I was on that phone to get Metco? or the Department of Education to admit there's some freaking discrimination, I swear, Yahara, I was on my phone for a year, I'm on my lunch break, I'm talking to them in the morning, I'm walking away from my desk as my boss is looking at me because somebody from the Department of Education called me. So don't I don't want to hear when you can tell your child a direction and they can do it, that you're going to compare your ass to me. Exactly. There's no comparison. That's a good segment because I think Cinnamon needs to talk about the different perspective 
because she's a homeschooling autism mom. So I would love to know where where you from and how it is to navigate even to disenroll your child from the school system, right? And homeschool them. How was that process? Was the process easy? Did, did they act? Did, did, did your community, the district, offer you any help? Like you know, what what, what they saying? Talk to us. Okay, so I'm Cinnamon, and I'm from South Carolina, and mm-hmm. I have one son. His name is Cortland, and he is also on the autism spectrum. Um, when we started, Cortland started out at private school. He was at a Catholic school. He started um, kindergarten last August. What are we in? 2020, 2019 there. And we, we did it for one month. And this school is equipped to work with children that have special, ex- they call it exceptional needs. Mm-hmm. So work with children that have exceptional needs. So um, he was in a mainstream classroom, kindergarten. And he would go to what was called the exceptional needs room if he had an issue or if he was having a meltdown. But Cortland, before then, had gone to another private preschool and they weren't equipped to handle him. So he didn't necessarily get the tools from that school that he needed to carry over to this school. So after a month in. The principal and I decided that I would withdraw Cortland from school. And at that point, he was not going to public school. And I'll tell you why. Um, where we are zoned in our city, he would have had to go to school in a school district that I'm not a big fan of. And I went to school in that school district. I turned out pretty great. I went to college. I have a degree. But when I took him for the pre-K assessment portion within the special education department, the school psychologist was so rude to me. Like they think that we don't know anything. They think Mm -hmm. that we don't take the time to research what's going on with our kiddos. They think because I'm a brown parent or a black parent, then I don't care. And that's what's wrong with our parents our community is that there's not enough of us talking about this and that's why people feel that they can come at us sideways and talk to us any kind of way about how we handle our children Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that Becky is not talking to Karen the same way Yolanda is talking to me Mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying and that's what we get on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. so to remove him from private school I went with South Carolina Connections Academy, which is a a virtual homeschool program. Mm -hmm. It's based in our public school system. All the requirements are through the state education department um, here in South Carolina. Um, They go five days a week. Everything is done online. They do one hour a day, live lesson with their teacher, and everything else falls on me. I'm considered his learning coach. So I do everything Mm -hmm. with him. Now, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, It was very challenging, but we have been extremely blessed to land in the laps of teachers that actually care. This kindergarten teacher, I can sing this woman's praises until I'm blue in the face. Mm. Jennifer Andrade is a godsend. Mm. She was open. I I talked to her about his autism. I let her know this is where we were. And when we got there, what we found out with Cortland is he is very advanced. He's verbal. Um, his mm-hmm. deficits are mainly in 
communication as long um, along the lines as expressive communication. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like being able to academic excel academically, he can do that part. And what we were finding out once he was being assessed by the new school is that they weren't challenging him enough at the other school because they couldn't get past the autism label. That's all they saw. And that's all they ever see is the autism <laughs> label. They don't think our kids are capable of doing anything. And I'm that mom. I'm like my girl up here in the corner. I'm that mama. I'm not the parent that you want to mess with. I have fired therapists. I have gotten in people's faces. I have pulled him from schools. I don't care who you are. This is my baby. And I'm going to fight hard for him. And like I said, we weren't directly impacted by the, the pandemic like you guys were but we lost services face to face mm. so we had yeah. to do virtual services everything all of our service are services are private but we still were affected that way so he lost his routine because of this pandemic so when neurotypical parents want to get up in your face and they want to say x y and z about oh life can't be that hard y'all complain too much i go to i work a full-time job and have to come home and take care of a family this is my full-time job right First therapy doctor's appointments yes. meltdowns school mm -hmm. meals baths sicknesses not only does he deal with autism, he has ADHD, he has SPD, he has core morbid disorders that people don't want to even begin to talk about because they don't understand them. Mm -hmm. And they always want to hop on your post and they want to say, or they want to make these little snide right. posts about like Danny was saying earlier, like, like you said a couple of months ago, Yara, let's dialogue. We can have a conversation. Yeah. Let's invite some neurotypical parents on here so they can get a better understanding of what we go through day in and day out. Because this is not a game. It's not for clout. It's not for attention. I want you to learn about our children so that you can understand them and so that you may be accepting of them. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's... That's a good conversation, right? Because for me, I used to work for the public school system, right? And when it was time for me to enroll my son, um, you know, we started at the age of two, th three, right? Because I have twins. So, you know, the, our, our local Boston Public Schools did the assessment. One of them only qualified for special education services. The other one didn't. And little did I know at that time, you know, I didn't... Um, I didn't know a lot of my life, right? Because I was working for the public school system. So I'm sitting here, I'm trusting the school this, a system that I work for. You know, I stand with them. You know, I work. I work for the school district. Then it turns into, again, one of my sons qualified for SPED. The other one didn't. So I'm sitting here driving one child to public school, keeping another one in daycare, all across, literally, all the way to South End to Dorchester, right? So dropping one off at daycare, going to Dorchester, getting out of work, Dorchester, picking up another baby, and then shooting all the way up to the south end to come back down to Dorchester, right? Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, right? Um, and so we started public school, three, um, got a good placement. The teacher was fabulous. Unfortunately, the teacher had a personal situation 
um, and her child was uh, had a disability. So the teacher was out of, out of work maybe twice a week. So the first few months, I, I respected it because at the end of the day, I'm like, listen, your family come first, handle your business with your child. Didn't complain because my child turned three in October, right? So we didn't start school to the following school year because, you know, from October to December, there's so many holidays, there's so many uh, breaks. So I was like, you know what? We're going to wait till January starts so he can get a full, basically six, five months worth of school without so many different interruptions during, you know, transitioning from daycare, right? And, and speech and all these services to the public school. We started, whatever, again, she was gone all the time. Didn't say anything. That lasted literally from the time that he was in school from January all the way to June. We go back to school in the fall. Not even a month into school, the same thing. And I'm like, so I was like, okay. I was like, my son still ain't talking. I'm working with other people's kids. Mind you, I was working in a sub-separate setting. So I'm working with other people's kids that are just like my son, right? So I'm sitting here, I'm like, wow, I'm working with other people's kids. I'm, I'm helping other people's kids develop their speech. You know what I mean? And then I'm coming home so mentally exhausted that I couldn't deal with my own son. And that's hmm. real. I, I couldn't even deal with him. He would cry and I'm like, I don't even know what he's crying about right now. Like, I'm, I don't even know. So it all started like that. And then it got to a point that I had to go to the principal and say, listen, this can't be happening. How's my son going to learn how to talk if, you know, he's with a he's with um, a, a, a substitute almost every other week. Right. Right. And a substitute that's been out of the game for years. Right. So super patient. Then I decided, you know what, we moving out the city. I got to get up out of here. Position out to Randolph, whatever the case may be different different perspective enrolling him from one school district to another school district the school district that i came into randolph they didn't do full-time preschool program it was a hot mess right in in all this time i was so stressed out that a lot of people didn't even know that i was like here like i would be locking myself in a bathroom crying so many times without mm -hmm. nobody even knowing so everybody in the house <laughs> thinks i'm gonna go take a shower but i'm really in the bathroom crying Right, crying in the shower, right? And then not to mention that, you know, we all know paperwork, the infamous paperwork, they'd be mm -hmm. like a book, right? We're doing all type of stuff. So to me, it's sad that one, people like myself couldn't even trust the school district that I work for to service my child. Right. And two, to hear other parents down talk to us as if we're, we're, we're like, we don't have nothing to complain about. As if all parents quit home and they collect all these, you know, because the, the other conversation is that we get all these benefits and then we don't do Tell me where. Show me a benefit, <laughs> please. Me, exactly. Outside, outside yeah. of the services and the insurance, please tell me. Tell me where. I feel you like. Know, I don't know. I, Go ahead, girl. I, Go ahead, Nikki. I feel like that. They have no concept because a lot of people who have autistic kids are dealing with more than just autism. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you want to put it under that little bubble of autism. Maybe they have some delays. My daughter has seizures that has put us in the hospital uh, five, six times running in the ambulance to Boston children. And it's different when you're in the emergency room with a child that does not talk. 
You know what I mean? Does not talk. Can't tell you if they're in pain. Can't do all these things that I feel like these neurotypical parents take for granted. Like, you know, your life is easier. I don't give a, I don't give a, your life is easier. (laughs) That's my twin right there. That's my twin. That's my autism mom twin. I can't get on the program with you. I don't want to listen. Like, I had a friend. And I'm sure you're like a real self-absorbed friend. You know what I mean? When you talk to her, all she do is talk about herself. She could be sitting here talking. You don't even say, boo, this has to still talking 20 minutes later. You ain't even like said anything, right? But when I was single with no kids, I could deal with that shit. Like, I'm good. You know, I ain't got no kids. I'm just listening to her bullshit, right? When I have, at the time, a five-year-old still in diapers. We done been to the emergency room two or three times. You know, they want to put on this medicine. They need to do EEGs. Now she got gastro problems. Now she got sleep problems. And, you know, they're talking about she's intellectually disabled, which I wasn't going for. You know what I'm saying? All of this shit. I can't listen to your bullshit no more. I don't have time. And the fact that you didn't stop to say, how is my child doing? Hello, somebody. Child, and you didn't have none of these fucking pitfalls. And I mentioned my child has a, oh, she'll be all right. Bitch, you don't know she'll be all right. Exactly. You know a goddamn thing. You ain't got an MD. And if I don't know, your ass don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm really big or don't condescend me. You right. know what I mean? Or placate me with some nice little truism. Oh, she'll be God got you. No, bitch. No. I got this. I got when this. I talk to other autism parents, right? Yeah. This is how conversation goes. Verbal and nonverbal. Potty train, not potty train. Yeah. How are you doing? What are you using? It ain't God got you. You'll be all right. We quick to drop some resources like hey girl, don't forget to um this is this is where you can get that straight up like we got a book exactly as soon as you find something online, I'm passing it along to everyone. Like maybe this will help, maybe this will help Melo, you know. Maybe Danny's like, maybe this will help Cortland. Like that's what it is. Like, this is not a game, and they think it's a game. I'm sorry, sister, I didn't even cut you off, but Here's the thing, though. I, and this is, somebody told me this in college, because I didn't have a family that went to college. My first generation college, right? And somebody said, if you want to be successful, you hang around successful people. You you know, you need to hang around people in your same situation. So that's how I met Yahara, right? Because I, her event was on um, this uh, website for special needs. She was throwing a special needs event. I didn't know how to pay for this damn thing. I called the number. I talked to this chick for like two hours. You know what I'm saying? And then I start, you know, she introduced me to the girl who told me about the autism center, right? So because so many people helped me along the way, I feel obligation to help everybody else. Like, girl, I'd be in the parking lot of the autism center seeing new people like, hey, good morning. What's your name? What's your child name? Are they verbal? Do you have the math health secondary policy? I can teach you how to get a handicap plate. And girl, I am so honored that I created a freaking packet that I can email these people with pictures of how to get the handicap plate with instructions on how to get 
mass health secondary policy and the premium assistance on top of that and the DDS, which you look at their website, you don't know what the fuck they do, but they money for autism. You know what I mean? Like, because somebody told me, and I was like, look, I need to write this shit down because the further I get removed from these applications, I'm going to forget everything. So, girl, I don't send out this email, girl, I'll be stopping it in the parking lot. What's your child name? Really? <laughs> oh, you got that speech tonight? Because nobody told my black ass about the damn speech tonight. <laughs> you know, the real governmental pediatrician half mentioned it one day and it went straight over my head. And then you get one good speech therapist. I'd be like, yo, I'm trying to get that damn speech right. And it wasn't even, it was a pediatrician mm. who said she is for and not talking. It's time to get the speech in This child knew a whole lot that I didn't know she knew. Okay, a whole lot. And I'm like, why did nobody say this shit a year ago? It's just a fucking tablet with an app on it. What the hell? You couldn't tell me to buy a tablet? I was hurt. I was hurt. And that's the other thing, the disparities that are within like different states, because mm-hmm. whereas you guys experience that in Massachusetts here in South Carolina, we're blessed by mm-hmm. the agencies that we that we have chosen and that we have been with um, since pre since the status since his at-risk diagnosis at the age of two. Um, We have been with an agency and we're still with them today for his speech therapy and case management. Um, When I say everything was laid out, they were there to ease my worries and my concerns. When I say they build a team that is for your kid and for your family, that's what they have done. And that's what we need to work towards happening in all these states because I see a lot of other states that go through what you guys go through in Massachusetts. And it's not fair because it's a disservice to our children. The thing is, the services are there, but if you don't know how to access them, they might as not even be there. And I don't know if it's a college because I haven't asked because I like I love my white autism parents and my Asian autism parents and my black parents. I'm on equal opportunity. Let's help each other. Like to me, there's no we all dealing with the same type of shit. But I don't know if the white autism parents are getting that helping hand in the black ones or not. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is Massachusetts. I don't care we in the, the north. This is one of the most racist places. You can yeah. do from these people, they might not be handing us the same things that they're handing to white people. Right. Until I went to the Federation, I went to the um seminar because I'm all about educating myself. The Federation, especially seminar, it's two, it's a all day thing. And you start learning the laws, you look on the other. And if I didn't educate myself, nobody was gonna educate me. Unless I met somebody who told me this stuff. And that's another thing, Misty, right? So we talk about this all the time, right? We go, when you go to all these conferences and, and Nikki, Moni, whatever we're going to call you today, girl, um, we, we be one of the, you know, very few people of color in these spaces, right? Um, and 
And kind of like what Cinnamon was saying is that there is a disparity where we are not, as people of color, are not fully informed of the services that are out there. And it could be either a language barrier, two, we don't want to let too many people know what's going on in our house, you know, because sometimes when too yeah. many people know what's going on in your house, for us, it may end in a certain certain way, and we don't want to impact, you know, our babies being taken away from us or whatever the case may be, right? So there's like a multi-layer issue, which kind of goes back to people of color and systems yes. and how we gain access in systems, right? Because we're already afraid of systems. Let her back on. Okay. And I she wanted to address that bad. so bad. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So no, no um, when I was pregnant with my last son, so my midwife, I mean, come to find out, she ended up threatening if because I dealt with depression while pregnant, which I didn't even know existed. All I knew about was postpartum. Mm -hmm. So I was so stressed out as is. And, you know, I was saying all I talk about is Papa Bear. That's what I call my, my um, son on the spectrum. That's all I talk about. It's like, don't even talk to me. That's, that's, that's the only thing that comes out of my mouth is about him and what I can do to help him because that's my life. That is my reality. I don't mm -hmm. have nothing else to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but because I kept on saying, you know, I need extra support here and there because he doesn't sleep. Like now I'm still waiting on children's to um, do something because he's only sleeping about three to five hours out of a 24 hour period. I said, this is a problem. And mm -hmm. um, what the midwife did was she threatened for no reason. Now, anyone who knows me, I take very good care of my children. Like I can pull any receipt anytime, but she did, she threatened children's services on me and even went as far as sent them to my delivery room in the middle of me in labor. She did do that. And I said, you know what, this is why people, well, women of color are so scared as far, you know, in the theme of mental health, people are scared to death to go ask for help. I'm one of them and I had to check someone earlier today. I said, people are not gonna come to you because the first thing you wanna say is children's services, children's services, you know, mm -hmm. you're threatening and that's not funny. And what, what threw me over the edge was this midwife, she smiled at me and said, well, I know how you feel about your papa there. I know you would never want him in someone else's care. I, they do this stuff and I, um, I, it's definitely a racial issue. I want to get out this state so bad because I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I've had to leave a college because of racial issues here. Mm -hmm. um, and then after I had my kids, it's like, it's crazy. Even as far as ABA, I have been told by a black ABA therapist that I actually ended up having a relationship with and I'm like, we still talk to her to this day, but that she said she has seen in her company them, you know, they, they give you the cases and they'll choose the white child, the Asian child, or this child over the black family because they don't want to come into these areas. They don't want to come into Roxbury. They don't want to come into Dorchester. They don't want to come into Mattapan because it's not safe. And I said, you know what? In some cases that may be true, but you cannot deny someone any service. You know I mean? Obviously. I'm not going to have to come to my house if it's not safe. That's something they ask, you know, for when they're in the middle of the application or whatever. But it's definitely happened. I had to, I fired them. I don't want anything. But that, to do. again, I, that goes back to what we all keep saying. The, the, yeah. the thing, judgment. How are y'all out here judging people? Who's aiding us? Like exactly. yesterday, 
I was done yesterday. And I could have ran away as a panel yesterday. Straight up. Yeah. I could have ran away. I wanted to have packed an overnight bag and was going to call my mom like, mommy, I'm coming to stay over at your house because I want to tap out. Um, because yesterday was one kid started with crying. <clears throat> He's struggling with sleeping, right? He cried, I would say, for about three hours. Three hours off and on. He calms down. We finally get him to calm down. Like, I even call the school. And mind you, I go at it with these people all the time. But, like, you know, it's a, like a healthy a healthy balance. Like, I respect you, but don't play no games with me. You know what I mean? So, I even had to call the school yesterday. Like, I need y'all to aid me as a parent. I need help as a parent. Because I am not a licensed teacher. I am not mm -hmm. a licensed provider. I can only watch YouTube videos and what I did before and all the stuff that I learned um, on my own watching YouTube videos to help my child. But here, I, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. Like, I'm tired. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it, It's just a hot mess. And the fact that we continue to be judged as parents because we want to do more well what have you been doing all this time during this pandemic you know because now school's back in session because that's a com that's a hot conversation right now yeah. it's what have parents been doing all this time you guys know school is going to about to start in september so what did you think well i do you not do you guys really honestly think the parents right. weren't sending emails every day really? and the fact that mind you we wait Mm -hmm. before school starts to even give parents any type of information, let alone we're already asking, my child already missed several minutes or hours of service time when the pandemic hit and here goes the U.S. Department of um, Education that the first media that they released remember because we all started the campaign mm -hmm. um, that children with special needs were not entitled to services mm -hmm. Y'all remember that, right? That yeah, was the first that. that they did. And so you got parents like Nikki who are like, whoa, 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 whoa. My child's nonverbal. And you're going to sit here and tell me that my child's not entitled to services because it's a global pandemic? And the thing, too, is I understand we're in a pandemic, but it didn't even seem like they were trying. They just pushed us to the side and said, kiss my ass. You know, yeah. we'll figure y'all out when y'all scream louder. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's pretty much what it is. But to touch back on the mental health now, a lot of Black families have mental health issues in their families that are, you know, so because growing up with family members with mental health issues, like when I'm going on for the edge, I know I need to reach out because if you go too far, you don't know if you're coming back. There ain't right. always a comeback. You know what I mean? So I reach out and I go the the one that can prescribe medicine, right? Now, mind you, this is the first time I'm getting shit off my chest. I'm sobbing in this woman's room, like, well, you know, I'm just so sad, you know, because I'm letting go, right? Yeah. Immediately, Pat, well, let's put you on X. Okay, she puts me on X, I break out in a rash. Okay, well, let's put you on B. My eye starts twitching. Well, let's put you on C. I said, look, I need to be alert. I need to be here. I don't want a pill that's going to get rid of my mind to not deal with this shit. 
okay? Because you know what? I'm a realist. I need to face what's going yeah. on. Maybe I just need somebody to fucking talk to. Why are you writing, breaking out this prescription pad? You know what I mean? And she's like, well, if you had cancer when you drink it, I said, y'all over-medicating people. I need yeah. to be alert. My life does not function in a phase or a haze. I have to be here. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to band-aid over a gaping wound here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said, maybe I just need someone to talk to. Real, real. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it, I had to talk to other autism parents because they're not coming at you in a condescending way. No. Nope. You know. Yeah. I tried this, try that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was with my daughter in the sleeping fit. They put her on gabapentin and clonidine, right? That's what we take, clonidine. I started looking into that shit. I was like, God damn, like that's a narcotic. Like, what motherfuckers mm-hmm. asking about license at the damn prescription? Like, mm-hmm. can we see your license? And then I went in on CVM. Went in because my mother, my child don't chew shit. So it had to be a liquid. Yeah. Taking that shit off the shelf. I said, excuse me, wasn't that supposed to be refrigerated? What you mean it's coming off the shelf? So it's almost like you gotta watch. Yeah. Everything, girl. You know, CBS gave me a five hundred dollar gift card because I went in. I was like, you were giving me prescription medicine that was supposed to be in the refrigerator off the shelf. Like, they were giving you, you they were giving you the compound suspension of the clonidine at CVS. I know it's a type sheet guy. It was a liquid and it had to be in the refrigerator. Okay. Like when I got home, it had to be in the refrigerator. When I used to pick it up, it was in the refrigerator. Because this is what Cortland takes that. And like pharmacists, pharmacies here, like CVS and Walgreens, they don't do it because you can't. Now it's done where it's mixed within a 48 hour period. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't have to refrigerate hours because it's a compound, it's done in a compounding lab. CVS is a joke in and of itself. We won't even talk about them. But so they were they were leaving, they were mixing the medicine and just leaving it, basically. They were just mixing a big batch of it and just leaving it. Like really, like literally putting your child's life at risk. Because that's not how it's done. Like I'm there you go. That part is that part where if we met we mess up on that. We're gonna be judged. We're gonna be yeah. labeled as bad parents. How did you not check the label? How did you not yeah. refrigerate it? So it goes go back to the continued level of judgment, the level level of blaming parents. You know, h- how much more are we supposed to take that literally as a special needs parent 24 7 365? We have to be on our A game. It's like like when we when um, Nikki was going through all that stuff with Mecco. I said, girl, the minute you sleep, it will take just one email that you don't respond. It's a wrap. You're going to have to start all over again. I said, you got to be on it like this. Consistently, consistently, consistently. Don't sleep because the minute that you sleep, they're going to take advantage of it. Don't nobody remember nothing. And the don't funny thing, though, is I kept having to level up. Like, I would level up. It got to the point, I said, I want to talk to the commissioner of education. I want to talk to him. 
and I found out who the fuck his boss was, right? <laughs> and I called that office and I said, I want to talk to him. And if he won't talk to me, I'm going to make a big stink that he don't want to talk to his constituents, okay? <laughs> so then I said, don't make me call the executive office because I started learning them old charts. Yeah. Who is who? You know, and girl, his secretary by Wednesday, it was a Wednesday at 7 p.m. His chief of staff calling me from her cell phone. Okay, she made a mistake. You know, I saved that number. You know, fuck that bitch. Save. And I've called her on a regular. Like, yo, they said this. Girl, she make a few calls. All of a sudden, they want a conference call with me and shit. It was a mess. But the thing, too, is I kind of took my daughter's sleeping issues in my own hands. I'm like, if you're willing to give her a narcotic, come on, up that melatonin. So now she takes 20 milliliters liquid of melatonin, and she might wake up once a week. Really? The gabapentin was giving her nightmares. Like, she was making up a night terror. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, so, and her neurologist agreed with me, too. Like, so I upped it. And um, we've been doing good. It's hard to find, but we've been doing pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Danny, talk to me, right? Because I'm still tripping on your life because you said <laughs> you said a lot. I was like, oh, they got mad. And see, I missed a lot because we Girl, were in, we were in speech therapy. Like, oh, we got to talk about this. <laughs> real, right? And I was like, yo, she went in. She went in. So talk to me and, and talk to us about like what is how does that really make you feel? Because I feel like we all have the same, we all feel the same way. We always feel like we're being attacked. Yeah. We're being questioned, like our integrity, integrity <laughs> is being is being questioned. Like, like we have to prove ourselves to be. I don't know. I don't even know what they want us to prove yeah, to, right? Exactly. But what is it that they? What is it that people expect us to do that we're not already doing? That exactly. we're tired of doing? Like, talk to us about that. So I snapped, <laughs> completely snapped. I'm always so bubbly, but like it, it's just, it really isn't a game. Especially, I'm just tired of being patronized. I am sick and tired of the slick comments. I really am. And earlier, I felt like pretty much people were saying that special needs parents well I just I took it literally personal I didn't even really generalize it you felt attacked to me is that me being me and my child do not matter and I just like immediately thought about him I'm already extra sensitive when it comes to him I said you're saying he doesn't matter you're saying he's stupid you're saying he's irrelevant you're saying he doesn't matter you're saying that he's not gonna make it you're saying that he can't and I'm not having that foolishness. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of the ignorance and people really need to be held accountable. And I am signing up to stand toe to toe with anybody to make them accountable because it, it needs to stop the internet bullying, just the bullying of the school district versus parent, whoever. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of all of it. I, I don't want to, I'm not doing this mess anymore because it's BS. It really is. And you're so not going to just throw him to the side like that. Not, not my papa there. Maybe someone else is kid, but you're not doing it with me. Well, talk to me about because I know you're done teaching. You're done teaching. Yeah. So yeah. talk to me about that the other part. Because not only do we have to worry about parents who are judging us as parents, right? We're also dealing with systems. Yep. 
service providers. Because I know Cinnamon, you talk like I fired somebody and that was that. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about how not only again are we judged by the world, by other parents, we also judge to people who are providing a service to our children. Because I right. know for me, every time I've gone to an IEP meeting, which I consider a mob sit down, it feels like I'm, we about to have a mob sit down. We don't know whose head is going to be chopped <laughs> off today. It's either going to be mine or it's going to be yours, but nine times out of ten, it's going to be yours. Right. right. So, you know, you sit there, the parents over here by themselves, everybody with these fancy little acronyms yeah. on the other side. And yeah. So let's talk about the positive. Not everything about my child is positive. Everything about my child is great. How's your day going? You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about let's talk about that because I feel like, you know, a few a few times I've been in meetings where I've been asked, well, what's going on at home? You know, why? Yep. <laughs> why has anything why, changed? Why, is that right. <laughs> Why I gotta be in my house? What about could it be your dog? Like, what's up with you? Like, sometimes I've been want to say, like, what's up with you? Did you talk to right now? You're telling me you spoke to my child. Okay, huh? You know, or was you like, hey? And my child was like, hey, no, because that's not how I get talked to at home. Right. So I I listen, I've talked to that times, and I had to be like, are they questioning me? Questioning you to be a parent? What? I feel that them talking up your child's pluses is a smoke screen to screw them out of services. Like that we spend so time. I know my child. You ain't gotta tell me her pluses. We know we here because of the negative, not because of the freaking pluses. So let's spend the majority and don't just read me the shit you wrote on that evaluation. I can read right. it. You know what I mean? Right. Read so and comprehend what you wrote. You know, like tell me. Like you, we can cut to his chase. How much speech you getting? How much OT? How much pull out ABA? Like you, we don't even need to go through the shenanigans. Okay, <laughs> let's cut to the chase. How often are you going to talk to me to update me on what she's doing? Because I am the first and foremost the email beast, the one who will call your office, the one who will tell you this child can put her on her own shoes. Don't put on her shoes no more. Mm-hmm. You know. To tell you that we need to work together. I'm not trying to be your enemy, but I will be. You know, if I need to be, I will be your number one fucking enemy. I like to work with you, but I'll go over you if necessary. Wait. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, I'm a full-time parent. I, I work full-time. My mom is like my co-leader here. If my child does something out of the ordinary, I'm emailing the BCBA. She did this. How are we gonna build out this? You know what I mean? She did X. How are we gonna build out X? I gave her her pants. She put them on a damn self. So don't touch her anymore. Don't be pulling. She can pull down her pants when she potty. Don't touch her anymore. You might can open the button, but she can do the rest. You know what I mean? Oh, she can't? Yes, she can. You know what I mean? We need to work that way. And I understand what you're saying because my friend started the public school. She said no other special needs parents showed up. So I don't give a damn if you screw 95% of those parents in Boston. You ain't screwing me. Exactly. I don't care. Yeah. Jamal, I don't care. None of them show up. You right. know who you're talking to when it comes to me. It was so bad with me and my shenanigans with the Department of Education 
everybody was scared of me by the time we were doing the IEP in Boston. Like they got a heads up of who they were talking to. You know what I mean? Because I ain't got time. I ain't got time. And you know what? I met this autism mom early on. And she said, as you said, they weren't challenging the son. And you know, they always, well, we got to meet them where they're at. And she said, no, I need to meet him where he need to go. Yeah. I ain't trying to meet him where he's at. And now all this stuff, don't tell me to meet them where they're at. Don't tell me that I need to accept that she ain't going to talk. You don't know she ain't going to talk. Exactly. You don't know that. You ain't got a crystal ball. And exactly. I had a developmental pediatrician. She said she don't make those guesses anymore because she has been proven wrong time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. She was in an autism center, right? I love the place. Bubbly white folk, right? Just bubbly young white folk crush out of college. That was very nice, but he only spoke positive, right? And I said, well, you need to, we need to have a better form of communication. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear the rainbows and unicorn. I want to hear the truth. What is going on? And she was like, I said, what problems does she have? Well, she don't have any problems. Okay. She wouldn't be here if she didn't have no problems. Right. There's problems. Let's talk in a constructive manner. Okay, you don't need to feed me the bullshit. Tell me. Well, she said, well, it takes her a long time to learn something, but once she learns it, she knows it. I said, see, that's constructive. That's a constructive conversation. Okay, now they were messing with the wrong bitch because they send these little nice, fluffy notes home. Oh, she did this, she did that, right? And then I get to the VB map and the shit barely moved. And I'm like, stop me right here. Mm-hmm. If you send to me, she's great, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the the thing with the lights, the shit ain't moved. I'm like, what's what's the disconnect? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, girl, it got so bad. They had me in the office with like nine white people, the VP of the place, or whatever, right? And they were all kind of scared because of the VP. You know, this I ain't never seen this woman before. I don't even know if they've seen this woman before. And that VP said, well, if she's intellectual, well, first of all, I'm corporate. I have a bachelor's degree. I'm in business. Girl, I came in with an agenda that I made them print out for everybody in that meeting. I came in with an audit of all those sheets she done sent me for four months of what I saw, the inconsistencies, the consistencies, and wrote all that shit down, right? So they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't seen a parent like you. They ain't seen a parent like you. So that VP goes, well, if she's intellectually disabled, I was like, hold up, let's stop. Stop beating. Which one of y'all are saying my child is intellectually disabled? Because that's a medical diagnosis. Any of y'all doctors? Boom. She backed it up. Oh, well, I didn't mean it. I know you didn't mean it. Because you have no idea. Because I'm perfectly understanding of what intellectually disabled was. Which I talk to my developmental pediatrician because I'm not afraid of that. I don't want it. But if I have to deal, I have to deal. I said, she told me not to test her until she says it. Because it doesn't make any sense. 
Mm-hmm. To tap for this early. Mm-hmm. I ask you, would anything change in this place? Anything you teach her change if you had a develop uh, uh, intellectual disability paper on your table right now? Yeah. No. And I'm not getting the test. So let's not even stop from that vantage point because my developmental pediatrician said, look, your insurance ain't going to do that test a whole, whole lot. It's like a $5,000 test. They yeah. only do it once every so year. Mm-hmm. So in school, I'm not taking that test to placate your ass. I'm going to take that test when it means something, when it's in school, and I can use it to argue in her defense. But you, I also ain't going to let you go around. And, and, and repeat the- that again. Repeat that, Nikki, because you said argue in her defense, right? So while people are continuously judging us, we always have to argue for our defense to argue like how are we arguing with you to say hey this little individual here needs help this individual i want this individual to be a productive citizen of our community i want this individual to work for your community or work for your company why do i have to argue with you in a defense to say my child needs help i feel like neurotypical parents put it like they just a little behind, like they need some tutoring. I mean, if your child ain't getting fractions, then they need a little help. You know what I'm saying? That is not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with small basics. Like your kid can be super off the charts for one thing, but you got to break down real step-by-step how to tie shoes. You have to break down step-by-step how to put a shirt on or what their deficits are. And they want to teach us all interchangeable. Your your journey is different from your journey, from everybody's freaking journey. I don't met. None of us have the same kid. I met this girl. Our kids were similar. They seemed to be both girls. They were both not verbal. Her child's talking. Her child doesn't have sleep issues. Her child doesn't have seizures. These are not interchangeable kids. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's the one thing too is that when when you're dealing with the neurotypical community, all like I said earlier, all they see is the word autism. Mm-hmm. And as Danny and I have said over and over again in private conversations that we've had with one another, is Cortland's autism is not the same as your child's autism. There's no comparison. There's no mirror. There's no anything. And that's what they don't understand. And they all, like you say, they judge us. We are always defending our kids need services so that they can be productive citizens in the community. But on the other hand, they always want to say that we're complaining about stuff like, or if they, if they get the services or if they don't get the services, we didn't do enough, but yet we are doing enough. Mm -hmm. And they're not getting that aspect of it. All they see is, oh, I'm a, I'm a full-time stay at home mom. And and I'm a single mom. I'm a single parent. I do this by myself. His dad's not in his life. And I'm not ashamed to get on live and say this. I'm not. Because it's the reality that we live day in and day out. I do this by myself. Like, I have a support system. I have family. But when Cortland breaks out in a meltdown, when Cortland is sick, I'm the one that's there. When Cortland needs a service, I'm the one that's there. So don't get in my face when I'm upset about how the government is treating my child or other children, because you guys want to say, well, 
nobody wants to take care of them when they get older, when the parents are gone. So while we're here fighting for our children to get these services so that they can be these productive citizens, shut the hell up and let us do what we need to do for our kiddos, period, point blank. Like going back to the, the post on Facebook today. And as I said earlier, before the broadcast started, um, you know, back in March when all of this happened and the school shut down and, you know, we dealt with these neurotypical parents that were upset because their kids were going to miss proms and they were going to miss football and basketball games and spring break and they weren't going to be able to do this. And how would they make it to the next grade next year? We had to deal with that on Facebook and Twitter every single day. Our kids were already knocked to the bottom of the of the totem pole when the Department of Ed put out that that letter saying that they weren't going to receive their services. So but what we, would we do if we didn't have the people who fought? Because they the, the community, the white community, let's put it that way, came out sick and that shit turned on a oh, dime. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's and that's the thing. Like we like so give us give us our platform. Mm-hmm. Allow us to have this platform that we have to fight for our babies, just like you wanted to fight for yours when they closed schools back in March. We deserve the same, the same rights, the same respect that you want for your children and you want for your families. We do this day in and day out. This is not a walk in the park. And I'm like, these neurotypical parents couldn't walk a day in our shoes, could not no. do it. They wouldn't survive. They wouldn't understand it. No matter how much time someone spends with Cortland, whether it's friend, family, or foe, they're never going to be able to do what I do with him. I can't teach it to you. You can educate yourselves, but you're not going to be able to do it because you don't have the heart to do it. Because when you walk out my door, your mentality goes to, oh, that was easy. I don't see what she complains about. You know, you want to down me, you want to judge me. Or I've had people say to me, call me and ask me to do stuff for them. And I'm like, you know, guys, I'm tired. And their response is, what have you done all day? You stay at home. <laughs> like, like, bitch, what? Excuse my language. That's all right. Like, did you really just say that to me? Are people that, people that, you know, have other children that think because Cortland has autism and we don't go out a lot of places because of the meltdowns that they can come and drop their kiddos off at my house mm-hmm. and I'm going to be your living babysitter. Mm-hmm. But when I need a break, nobody is there for me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm wrong when I speak out about it, when mm-hmm. I want to say something about it. But then when I cut myself off from these people, I'm still wrong. But guess what? Cut you off, put you Not in a grave, six feet <laughs> under, I don't care if we got the same blood. I don't care if our mamas was best friends. I don't care if our babies played together. If you can't show me the same respect that you want me to show you, then we don't need you. And I'm okay. I'm okay with being, it just right. being me and Courtland. Trust and believe. My grandmother always said, you came in this world by yourself, nine times out of ten, you're going to leak it by yourself. My duty is to my child. My responsibility is to him. Forget these girls and these neurotypical parents that think they know so. Oh, switching gears before I lose this. And the people that work with kids that have autism that always have something to say. I don't care if you work with 100 kids that have autism. You know, the people, your friends, 
that work with kids that have autism that always got something to say. Well, they don't usually, do you know my child? No, you don't know him. They're not interchangeable. Exactly. Right. Thank you. Say it one more time. They're not interchangeable. Yes. And it's, and it's, and it's funny you say that because that's what happens. Because I bet when, when the pandemic hit, I know a lot of people in the school system. I mean, I was watching polls from people to say, well, let's see how parents like it. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I never even doubted the work that y'all did anyway. Just because I have some reservations <laughs> about some things, that's just my, but that don't mean I don't respect the work. And, you know, I, you, parents who have children who are nonverbal, my, my son's a verbal, right? I my I empathize with so many parents that were in my inbox. Like we don't know what to do. We don't have access to technology. We don't have iPads over here. We don't have this. We don't have that. Kids who most kids like Nikki's kids, my kids, probably you guys' kids who learned on iPads, tablets. They don't know nothing about a laptop. Nobody talking about a laptop. I said that too. Okay. So we're sitting here continuously blaming parents about what they're not doing, not knowing that there are some parents like Nikki, who is a full-time working parent, right? Who's trying to do what she did in advocating for her getting her child to go to work, you know, to get into the program right on her lunch break. And then you got Cinnamon who's like, no, I decided that it was time for me to stay home and I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the teacher. I'm gonna handle my business. But who's aiding us? Who's aiding us as parents? Who's saying, parents, we got you? What trainings can we do? Or what 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 little stipend can we pay y'all every other month? I don't know. What can we do to aid you and your stressors during these times versus saying, well, you know what? It's well, let's see how parents like it because now they gotta step up. I didn't know that I wasn't stepping up all this time anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, once the pandemic hit, her autism center was closed. I was screwed. Mm. Now I was driving to work before. Now I'm working from home. I would give her anything she wanted if she would not bother me. Why She could have as much juice, much iPad, much cartoons, whatever the hell that could get her to just kind of chill for like seven hours, right? Then I get off work, get on Zoom with her BCBA, right? This chick teaching me how to do trials. Then, got from four to five. Then from five to 6.30, I'm running trials, right? For the first two weeks, this child cried and screamed. She didn't want me to be her therapist. I didn't want to be her therapist. And we were on the same page, but we have to do this shit. I'm sorry. Like, And then the girl was basically like, she fucking with you. She know how to do that. She do? What? You know what I mean? Like her name, her name's Ava, right? They're like, she knows how to spell her name on that speech device. When I said this child wouldn't do it for nothing, like I'm sitting here, I'm like, AVA. A-V-A, girl. This went on for weeks. Weeks. And she's like, no. She starts back at the autism center a week. Oh, she's spelling her name. What? She's spelling her what? I was so pissed. And my patience is thin because I don't work all freaking day. Right. I done sat on a Zoom call to teach her, right? 
and you fucking with me? And I know she's trying to joke, joke with me. It's her way of joking, but my patience is like this. It's like on a twin string. Like, this has been a long every day. I want you to take that shit and go to bed, but I'm going to be your therapist now. Mm-hmm. And and that was and that's a whole right. <laughs> and then you know, you know we're we're public school parents, right? So I, I go to, I used to go to CPAC meetings, mm-hmm. school committee meetings, mind you. And in top of you know sometimes having disagreements with my school district, I'm still showing up. I'm still being present. There was times that I had to choose between feeding my children. And cooking dinner and going to a meeting so I can stay informed, so I can better advocate for my child, so I can make suggestions to the school district and how to support our children and how to engage parents because it's always this thing is parents don't show up, parents mm-hmm. ain't. But do you think that your yeah. social media post is really capturing them? Do you think that your email the day before the event is capturing parents? Um, well, I'm gonna tell you. I need to prove to myself as a parent to saying I'm here to be a partner. I'm here because I want my child to be successful. Because God forbid something happens to me, what about my child? Who's gonna look after my child the way that I've done? Because I highly doubt a service provider is not gonna stop doing what he or she's doing to say, you know what? I'm gonna take Miss Lopez kids in, and now they're my kids. Mm-hmm. Because either they have their own family or whatever. So I have to be their voice. I have right. to hold myself accountable to making sure that I have children who can at least gain some access to equitable resources. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. I don't got I don't got sixty thousand dollars, you know, to go to a top-notch facility where my child can get you know top of the line services. You know, shoot, we still navigating public school. Right. Like, we don't even have, you know, and, and for the record, for those that continue to judge parents, because Nikki hit on this, our children don't even get, typically don't even get into charter schools. They don't even get into um, MECO programs. And we still- So the policy that changed, changed it for charter, MECO, and vocational schools that they cannot deny these kids based off of IEP, which is what they were doing from the door. Like they'd see that IEP, nope. And it's a lottery, so you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know this is happening. You would have just assumed your child's not getting in. So Metco, I found where the bodies were buried like in this fight. First of all, I didn't think my kid was getting in, but they pissed me off so bad, I just kept going, right? I still never thought my child personally would get in because they, I had no sibling preference or whatever. And I, the, the way it started was I, I, I signed her up for Metco when she was two months old. They called me. I go to the meeting, right? And I say, well, do you take in disabled children? Disability does not denote a rejection in Mecca. I said, really? Do you have a special needs bus? Nope, never seen one, never had one. We can barely afford the transportation we have now. So there goes the rejection right there, right? So I said to my aunt, I was like, because, you know, another mother wanted me to fight. I said, well, how do I fight? It's a lottery. You know what I mean? And my aunt's like, go to the public record. 
So my first thing was putting in a public record request. How many children with autism was been in Mecco mm. since the beginning? Mecco's been around for 40 years. They're going to tell me 12. Then I'm like, well, there's different functioners. I said, how many kids with Down syndrome, wheelchair, blind, deaf? You know, I went to the, you know, how many of them kids? Then they're like, you can tell, who is this bitch? Who is she? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, my, my reaction probably would have been the same if I were them because, like, you bring the heat. But that's what we need. Yeah. Like, that's what we need. We need. But we voice. bring the heat together because right. Rachel, who's part of Autism Sprint, is a lawyer. And she found all the case law, wrote me a letter. All I had to do was stick my John Hancock on it. And I sent that shit out immediately. And then they were really like, you know, like, who is she? Wait, and then Autism Sprint is getting caught up in emails, and I didn't even know we were emails. So I'm getting calls from people that are like, yo, you're part of this email. I'm, like, I'm an email beast. I'm a beast. Girl, I had went to the website of Massachusetts and picked everybody's name off the Board of Education's email and stuck it on my email. I'm talking Western Mass, all types of area. I didn't give a damn. Right, I put the governor, the mayor, and it, girl, I'm calling state senators, and the state senator's aide called her, and she started laughing because the girl said she even emails the governor. Yeah, bitch, I email everybody. <laughs> email free. I just copy paste, copy paste, right, copy paste, exactly. and I don't care. And I really had to get like. I really thought if I fought too hard, I would get blacklisted. But once the momentum started going, I didn't give a shit. I was getting sick of the ignorance. I was getting sick of the degrading conversation. I was getting sick of the bullshit. Right. Because you know what I'm saying is right, but you refuse to say it because it makes y'all look bad. Right. You know what I'm saying. I, I still to this day have not gotten a conclusive answer if they have ever had a special needs bus. Wow. Meanwhile, meanwhile, and we're going to circle this and it's already 946, so we're going to close up. Meanwhile, we're still being judged as parents for simply advocating for Epi, for yeah. simple access. So you're, you're telling me that during this whole pandemic, my child did not get any help, no services, no supports, no nothing. And, and again, I know that it wasn't just special needs kids. There was a lot of kids. But the kids that hurt it the most were the kids who are the most vulnerable students of many of our school districts, right? Meanwhile, we, we have Nikki telling you how she had to advocate all these, all, going through all these channels while working a full-time job, using her lunch break using sleepless nights because i don't know about you guys but i barely get i barely sleep because my head is always like this right What's sleep? all the time and then we're sitting here continuously being judged and crucified because we want what your child has that's all we want I, we want our children to sit at the same table with your children play the same baseball your children are playing, the same football your children are playing, the same yeah. basketball that your children are playing, being the same swimming team as that's what we are asking for. And oftentimes our kids slap with this label and they already like, mm, we need specialized, we need to hire a specialist because, but they're human beings. Like, this should be part of your program. This should be what you, you should be doing anyway. 
if you don't stay on these teachers too or whatever, they don't push necessarily push your kid unless you're making sure they push your kid. That's right. They will keep them just status quo or whatever. Like if I say my child can do sight words, like I'm the one that brought up it's time to do spelling. You know what I mean? Like they're not always on that page for the next level. They'll mm -hmm. keep it right there. Like just right. that level, like where they think because they're gonna do enough with them to yeah. say that they've done something. And we went through that at his with his uh pre-K 4K program. Um I, they would send us pictures of what they were doing in the classroom. It would be plenty of days that I got a picture of my child sitting at a table alone because they didn't know they weren't equipped to handle him. We had meetings. I wrote a book for them. Like I literally wrote a book so they could understand him better. Still nothing. I raised hell every day. I would get phone calls. Come get him. We can't. You know, he's he must not have had any sleep last night. Quit telling me what my child didn't have. Because when I left him this morning, he was fine. So between the time I left him and the time that he had this meltdown, it was something that you guys did. Learn his triggers. Understand him. Quit isolating him. And that's what they were doing. But you know, around long enough that your child shouldn't be a surprise. You know what I mean? They should be, I mean, those are basic things in autism spectrum that they should be able to deal with. Don't tell me you deal with exceptional kids because you don't know shit about exceptional kids and have a strategy. Like, here's the thing. Don't call me with no bullshit. Don't call me, well, she's doing this. Okay, well, what you plan to do about it? That's my question back to you. Because if I come five hours later, I don't remember what the hell they did five hours ago. Like you should have a plan on how to deal with special needs child. If they, you know, break down, do they have a restraint problem? Like, what do you do? You should be communicating with me. What I'm doing because your child is doing that. So at the back, let's say the autism center. She was flopping to the floor. So they created this cardboard box they put over her. She gets to walk with it. But if she flops, she can't flop. It hits the floor. And then every time she gets better, they started cutting out the cardboard box. So, so it's no more. And now she stops flopping. That's called reactionary. Don't call me talking about Well, what do you want me to do about it? It's a behavior y'all need to work on. Exactly. That's why because she's in a program. That's why she's in a center, right? And then but the other thing that they feel like people use that special needs bubble for more money and they really yeah. have for that funding you're right and the other thing too is like what they fail to realize is by calling a parent and saying we need you to come remove your child our kids are smart I don't care what nobody says they are, take every day. they are so smart and this one right here he's gonna milk it he gonna go to school and he gonna act out because he know mama going to come and get him. Yep. Girl, he knows I'm going to come and get him. Literally has no words. No words. And the BCBA said, do not talk in front of her. Because she's listening. And she heard, like, they said, well, she ain't done this in months. And they heard she heard him say it, and she did it, like, in the next 10 months. 
<laughs> this is a BCBA. Like, don't talk. Like, if you say potty, <laughs> she'd pee on the floor like instant because you said the word potty. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she was listening. They're so literal. It's literal with them. Everything is literal. Like, yeah, I get you. I understand. Yeah. So yeah. it's 9.52, ladies. Cinnamon, you? Closes, you know, I'm going to go around and tell us what you want to end with and, you know, why why we shouldn't be judged as parents. Um, and and how, can help us, how can you help us before you judge us? Right. Well, basically, just, you know, be, be supportive. X out the advice. The way you raise your kid is not how I'm going to raise my kid because of the differences. You know, stop being judgmental. Give us the same respect that you want us to give you. Period. Point blank at the end of the day. Stop lumping our kids into the same category as your kids. Stop making the comparisons. You know, stop thinking that special needs parents are lazy. That we live off the government. Because a lot of us don't. Mm. You know, it's hard out here. Like, I don't want to quote my guy from Hustle and Flow, but it's hard out here for a pimp. That's <laughs> You know what I mean? Keep it real. It's hard out here for us. You know, just like we get out here, we advocate, we fight for these services. But it, at the end of the day, what we do for our children can also benefit your children. Because we have a voice that won't be silenced. That's right. So give us give us our due, give us our respect, respect our platform, and just learn. You know, we want you guys to learn. We want you to understand. We want you, we want you in our lives. We want you to see the beauty, the ugliness, because it's beautiful at times and it's really ugly at times. But allow us to give that to you without being so judgmental. And that's all I gotta say. All right. Well, Go ahead. My thing is. I'm not looking for solutions. Sometimes I'm looking just a bit. And you don't have to come with a solution or a placating word. If I'm talking to somebody, I'm not looking for you to fix my problems. Sometimes I'm just looking for you to listen. Don't compare like a black woman and a white woman. A white woman can compare her journey as a white woman to a black woman, but you should be able to have empathy to listen to me without intervening with these judgmental, oh God, God, that's that's when it kills. God, God oh, she'll be all right, whatever. Like I'm not looking for you to placate me. I'm just looking sometimes just for an ear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to feel like I'm not comparing my kid to your kid. Actually, sometimes seeing neurotypical kids can be difficult because I look at how easy you got it, and it makes me depressed. That my child struggles with one of the some of the most basic things that your child does with ease, and you don't even see when you're talking about Jimmy and Johnny. Oh, she did this and this and this, and I'm struggling with the most basic concept for my child, but you don't even see how abusive that is to my struggle. You know, mm-hmm. like Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't understand how abusive that is my struggle because you're tippy-toeing over but I have a struggle you know mm-hmm. you're assuming I don't have one you know you're right. assuming we're all the same and we're not you know but I mean all that to say is Danny I'm about to roll but you need to apply to Metco it opens up in October okay you need the policy 
Sorry, bye, Danny. Close us out, boo. All I got to say is that I've had enough and I'm coming. That's all I got to say. I don't got nothing else to say. I'm coming. <laughs> she said she's coming. You heard, you heard her. She no coming. more. No more. She can't do it. No more. She ain't playing no more. Bullying babies. We're not yeah. You're not going to bully the parents. No more. It's not fair. And it doesn't have to be like this. Because the more people speak up, they're going to, I just say, prepare to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's going to be real uncomfortable for them. Because I'm tired of being the one in the corner. It's time for them to be backed up. And they need to take accountability. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're closing us out like that. And I'm we're going to end it like this. Special needs parents are tired of being in the back of the room. Yeah. Mm -mm. We 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 don't want to speak up because we go in a room full of other parents who are demanding all these demands. And in our head, we just like we just want our children to be in the same space as your children. That's it. We want our children to have the same thing your children are having, but we have to sit all the way in the back because school districts oftentimes prioritize those that can make their schools look better, mm -hmm. their yeah. look better, yeah. right? While our children are the ones that are bringing in additional monies to make sure that your child has those resources. Exactly. While our children be grateful for my child. And my, uh, yep, and our children are still trying to get their basic needs met. So be thankful and hear us out that we just want we want empathy. We, we want you to understand under, understand us. And with that being said, you know, welcome to Mad Moms and you know, moms that we're making an oath to be boisterous because that's yep. what we're going to do. We'll be back. We'll be back. This, is, this isn't the end. Real soon. Real soon. Like, Hashtag get ready. We coming. We coming. We coming for you. <laughs> All right, ladies. Good night, guys. Good night.